Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As of right now, we are at war. How desperate you call on such lost creatures to defend you? How desperate am I? You threaten my world with war. You steal a force you can't hope to control. You talk about peace and you kill because it's fun. You have made me very desperate. You might not be glad that you did. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if they could become something more. You are listening to a collaboration of Omnis Protocol and Fury's Finest. I am Charles, also known as Omnis. And I am Jesse from Fury's Finest. Well, first try. Not that anyway. Very good. (laughs) Man, it feels good to be podcasting with you again, man. Agreed, Charles. Of course, we talked about all of our fun hangs at LVO and stuff like that on our respective feeds, but you and I haven't done an episode in a while. And, you know, we were talking about doing roster episodes and nothing was like really striking us for some time. So we're like, okay, we'll give it a little time. We'll wait, you know, something will probably happen and we'll, we'll be inspired. And what do you know? We got, we got a new affiliation on the horizon. Yeah. And it's, it's super weird. And (laughs) I'll save this for a bonus episode, but I want to kind of like, just talk about our roster building, like in general. And I think that might work in the bonus episode, but we have so much to get to for these roster building episodes. They're, they're just naturally like two episodes. So I don't want to derail right. with that, but, um, I've got some interesting thoughts that we'll, that we'll get into. But, um, Jesse, wanna, why don't you tell the listeners what the leadership is that we're going to try to build a roster for? Well, coinciding with her release and something we're very excited about, a character we both really like, we're focusing on Emma Frost today, in particular, her affiliation. The card is called My Hellfire Club, but the affiliation is called Affiliation Hellfire Club, the White Queen's Pawns. And I'll read this real quick because it is a, a pretty heavy card and it's kind of hard to wrap your head around. So maybe if we read through it together, we can kind of break it down. Sounds good. When this card is included in your squad, if your squad is unaffiliated and includes Emma Frost and this card, 
you may then play this card. Your squad is now using the Hellfire affiliation regardless of other affiliated characters. Emma Frost gains the following leadership ability below. It is your active leadership. The White Queen's Pawns, once per round, at the end of an allied character's activation, Emma Frost may use this leadership ability. When she does, all other allied characters contesting or holding objectives gain one power and remove one damage. All other allied characters not contesting or holding an objective lose one power and suffer one damage. Emma Frost gains one power for each power lost this way and may remove one damage from herself for each damage suffered this way. What do you think about this, Charles? I, I talk about this a lot in like my Discord, but I do not like building Dormammu rosters. I feel like it builds itself too much. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's just like, here is a super powerful leadership. You don't have a ton of room because Dormammu is a threat. And then you just, you play all the characters that just really want one more power and can spend power really right. well so they don't take the the negative as often and it's just it doesn't interest me is that is that similar for you or do you find Dormammu interesting uh, it's very similar to me the leadership in particular I think Dormammu is interesting to play just because he is such a a boss piece on the table as in like you know he just feels like a a raid enemy or something but it's like yeah his leadership is so straightforward it's so powerful and it's almost like as you said, it's like, oh, I'm going to pick all these three threats with charges and, and ways to dump all their power each turn. And it kind of builds itself from there. So I agree with you. It's not as interesting and also makes, you know, the crisis stuff for Dormammu less interesting too to me. It's just very straightforward. And I don't think Emma's that case because, first of all, Emma herself is very interesting and very dynamic character with a lot going on in her card. And clearly she needs a lot of power to do a lot of things. But then I don't think it's very obvious, Charles, what characters you bring with this and even what crisis direction you necessarily go. So I think right out the gates, we already got more interesting things going on. Yeah, for sure. And I know I went back and I re-listened to our Guardians episode and we dove into the right. crisis selection right away. And obviously I'm a fan of that, like build but this is so out there i feel like i want to talk <laughs> characters first because uh i have a list of characters that i think might be interesting that i wanted to hear your thoughts on so are you are you cool with doing characters first yeah let's do characters i think there's a lot of routes you can go with this and you and i have not talked at all about what characters we might think we can go with this so i think this will be pretty fluid discussion here okay. so there's one character that i think is kind of auto include and there's probably only one that I feel this strongly about. Before I okay. tell you what my pick is, if you had one character, you're like, I think this this character is perfect in my Hellfire Club. Who would you pick? That's a tough question. I, you got me here, Charles. Um, I think my gut would tell me someone like Logan the Wolverine. Close. I was thinking Apex. Yeah. <laughs> Both are on my personal list here. Yeah, guys. yeah. I, I think I think they'd be on most people's, but I feel like Apex has, in a lot of ways, like the most synergy, right? Like okay. he's a he's a high health pool for a four seven six. He already regenerates some, but one is often not enough. So getting more, and he can always spend power. Right, and getting him to that key third power for round two is a really big deal. So he just kind of jumped out at me. He's probably the only character that I knew. I'm like, I think I want Apex in here. No, I like it a lot. I like your mention, too, of the high health. That actually will kind of help frame our discussion going forward. Because I think I have a lot of high health people on my potential list, too. But yeah, Logan and Apex were standing out to me. And maybe this is a theme we're going to see going forward with some of our discussions, where it's like healing factor is part of 
that decision as well. I assume why both you and I are talking about these two characters. Yeah. There's other interesting things going on with the healing factor and the order in which you do stuff with this leadership. And I really like the ability to stack healing on top of healing and like refresh characters. Like we all know how that feels when you have a character down to one. And like, I was just playing a game last night and I did like four damage to rogue and I had her stunned and shocked as well. And then in round four, Rogue was like back to full health and had shaken the effects and I still had not dazed her. And I was kind of like in my head, I had like nullified her and like I did kind of. But, you know, I think we all know how that feels when there's this character that you think is like on the verge of being dazed and then absolutely suddenly isn't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're on the same page there. Do you want to throw out any, or do you want me to start going down, like, I have, like, kind of a short list of characters that I think are are worth discussing. Yeah, let's just go through some of your list, and I'm sure some of mine will pop up, and some other ones adjacent will come up on my list, too. Okay, so another one that was kind of high on my list, because obviously, you kind of go, like, well, what's the best two threat for a roster, right? And mm-hmm. there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of solid twos, but this was a situation where Okoye came back on my radar, right? Because, because of her nerf, she's had trouble generating the power to get to the bodyguard. Agreed. Right? Where it's very common where like she bodyguards and then takes no damage and then can't bodyguard again and doesn't have a great way of building power. And I just thought that this synergizes pretty well with my Hellfire Club because she could end up like taking one and then you like heal that back and give her another power for bodyguarding. I, I just thought there was she was kind of my first choice to threat. Um, and maybe that's just me missing playing Okoye, but I mean, I know you've been wanting to get her back in a roster. Yeah, she seems like a perfect fit in, the, in that way because, of course, there is synergy with her getting more bodyguards off and potentially getting heals off to make her future bodyguards more effective, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the same thing comes to my mind when I think of Toad. I think yeah. Toad is so powerful because he has five health on the front side, and that five health on his front side could also help us in this roster with either positive or negative of the leadership you know um yeah for sure another thing too yeah so it's just it's kind of pick your flavor i think uh, this is one of those things where i think the two threats here are going to be tougher than normal roster building (laughs) personally you know (laughs) like i don't think it's just gonna be those simple things where it's like oh i'm playing a force i I definitely want to quay or oh i'm playing you know guardians i definitely rocket like it's it's clearly not that simple right so I think all the twos could be explored in different ways. What do you think about someone like Wong? Is that a good idea? Is that a bad idea? I mean, Wong was not on my short list. He is a character I've been thinking about lately. I could certainly yep. see some builds where you, you you want that healing, but he, he did not immediately jump out to me. Yeah, I just think he's he's not necessarily on my short list, but he's on the grander list of, of course, trying. Mm. Um, I also think interesting things happen with him, with the positive and negatives of the leadership as well, and something we'll get to later that should shock none of the listeners, but you know, some of my future hellfire lists, maybe not this one, but some of my future ones definitely are going to have a convocation slant. So I'm already thinking future terms ah, as well. That's as well. very, very Jesse of you. Yeah, it is. Well, and you know, white queen working with wizards, it's pretty fun. For sure. Okay. So, uh, let's go through, um, I've got a few different threes that kind of jump out at me. And I think all of these are just like really solid threes. So maybe I'll just read off these threes and then we, um, can kind of talk through them. So, uh, Gwen, Lizard, Commandos, Miles, Black Cat, and Valkyrie kind of all potentially stood out to me. 
I mean, I think we could easily put X23 on that list as well. I just think often the power generation isn't as significant for her. Yeah, she's on my list. And part of it was just forward thinking with this making room for exceptional healing and stuff in our five cards and the value of that if we're playing someone like Logan or Apex. But I like that list a lot. I mean, there's some star players there. I think Gwen really stands out to me. Um, she was someone on my short list as well. And of course, Lizard is absolutely on my list. You are a Lizard <laughs> fan, for sure. Yeah, I, I talk about him a lot, I think, in the community. But he just seems like he really fits in a lot of ways because... Um, once again, the high health pool, the healing factor, you know, what's super cool is this leadership could just turn on his throw randomly, you know, and his throw is actually pretty, pretty darn good size three throw. So it's not as obvious and good as someone like Apex, but it's definitely solid. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And part of, you know, my da- the downside with Gwen is I think she still has a lot of ability to get one shot, which then can kind of turn off sure. all of this stuff. Um, but thinking of characters who are often like being mobile and like the extra power generation is just always good and it can turn on um things that interact during your opponent's turn like lifesaver sure. um yeah because i was trying to think of like what specific things like get the most out of this leadership and i think some of those reactive two and three cost superpowers can um can be a big deal but yeah lizard getting to that throw is really key the commandos are just a character that, you know, because they're usually doing things from range, I think it's it's not unreasonable that they just, like, take a hit, but, like, live, so yeah. can heal, and they just always want more power. Like, they just have a lot of great things that they do with power. Absolutely, yeah. And maybe they can even get Emma up in places earlier that she needs to be to, to double tap and spend all her power, you know, effectively uh, with their, their place, with the uh, siblings in arms. So, yeah, I definitely see the viability there. I mean, so that'd be... I think a turret character of some sort or a ranged character is probably necessary. So I think they could fit that role. Some other ones that came to mind for me, maybe Iron Man, maybe oh, Domino, yeah. maybe something spicy like Deadpool, just because we don't see him in the game. It's healing factor stuff again. But once again, you know, Deadpool's gun still doesn't generate power. It hurts me, <laughs> yeah. but it hurts me. Uh, I wish it was a gainer. But yeah, I think uh, a lot of those threes are super viable. What's your thoughts on Valkyrie? Is it sort of... Of the obvious is it just like making sure her charge and throw her online at the times you want, or the well, little so bit of a higher health pool. She's a character that I've been thinking about a lot lately as like one of the better threes that's like not seeing almost any play at all, right? And so I did put her back in a roster, and I got one game with her. I think of my three, or was it two games? I don't know. Anyway, played a, played one or two games with her, and I liked her. And one of the things that reminded me is like that six health on the front side, there's a lot of times where she takes three, four, five damage, you know, in some of those early brawls. And um, and then she's a character who, again, can just always spend power. And I think she used yeah. to hit some really magical numbers where it felt like she was like throwing people away from bodyguards and then warrior of legending them. And it just felt like with the increased cost to the throw – that's just not online nearly as often. Yeah. And I think there's, I think there's some magic that might happen with her if she was just getting one more power. Kind of, it kind of like reverts the nerf in a certain way where suddenly like she would be back to doing all of the, the throws in conjunction with the good damage. Um, and she's just a value three. And yeah, in a lot of ways, I was looking at a lot of threes because I knew the, the short list when I first started thinking about this leadership. 
there's a lot of fours that are potentially good, right? Like yeah, Logan and, and Apex. Good. And so like I, yeah. I knew that I was going to want some threes and a two to try to make it so I could play those fours. So and then Absolutely. Miles and Black Cat, I think, is fairly obvious. Those characters just like power generation. Yeah. You know, you like to be able to top them off, that sort of thing. Having web swings online, too, when you want, essentially, is, is a big deal. I mean, we've seen the power of web warrior players playing things like Advanced R&D or even Wong and stuff like that um, over time. So I, I think that's undisputed as well. I, I think Miles and Black Cat stand out in a big way. Obviously, they'd be feeling more of you know, an objective play piece or, you know, or objective runner, um, as opposed to some of these other things we talked about, which were more all rounders, but you did mention four threats, Charles. And <laughs> <laughs> well, did you have any other threes you wanted to mention before we moved on? Yeah. So, so I think I mentioned those turret characters and stuff. I think, I think Domino is an easy plug and play. I think Laura is an easy plug and play, and I don't think you'll be let down by those. I think Lizard's the one of the number ones for me that we talked about. Zemo also comes to mind just because he can dump power like crazy as well. And he obviously brings some consistency with the strategic genius for your team, which seems nice as well. So Zemo immediately came to the top of my mind as well. So Yeah, Zemo's never a bad decision. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like some of the threes were kind of going down the same path you were with Dormammu. Yeah. You know, where it's like, oh, Zemo, Black Cat, like, you know, these characters that can just dump power and, and get value out of the extra power um, seems pretty viable. I mean, yeah, value. You could even do something more fun, like, you know, Gambit. Well, let's not get too crazy, but I mean, seriously, though, I mean, characters like Gambit and stuff with a little more power, they really start shining, you know, and that's kind of their biggest issues. But once again, my biggest fear with Gambit all the time is the same fear kind of with Gwen, where it's like he could just evaporate randomly, you know? I think Gambit is worth. So I, I'm going to say I'm, I'm not a big fan of putting Domino in the roster because okay. I feel like she generally makes the power that she wants. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then at the same time, she's also a character. She's not a character you really want to deal damage to. You like want to kind of keep her topped off. And so I just, I think she would end up being super flush with power. Now, if we're build a, if we decide that we're building like a Helios laser roster, right? right. Because I think Iron Man's kind of interesting in the sense yeah. that he obviously likes, he definitely is a character who often lives through an initial barrage, you know, can spend power. He can obviously hit a point where he can have a, like an excess, but sure. if we're playing a power building roster playing Helios, then maybe we start thinking about characters like Domino that you want to top off and keep it full that are going to have power to potentially put into something like a, yeah. a Helios laser. So maybe in that case, you know, maybe even a, a, a Punisher as well, like a character where you're like, I will just keep taking rapid fires all day. And if you daisy my characters, I get more dice, and then I will happily contribute to a Helios laser to remove a Hulk or something. Like, maybe that is a potential build that we could be thinking about. Like, I'm just going to make a note, like, <laughs> the Hellfire <Iron> Helios. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That'd yeah, pretty like, fun. That's, that is certainly a, a concept worth considering. Yeah, and anyone that could dump power, I think, is always worth considering and talking about. And I think a big part of this episode is we're we're talking on this out with you listener where it's like you could take the route that you want to go because there are so many good three threats in the game that can dump power. And we haven't even necessarily touched on a lot of them yet. And it's like, we touched on the ones that are speaking to us. I mean, one that of course is always somewhere in my mind, Charles and you know, the listeners know this too, cause I love playing her, but it's like Miss Marvel is a very good example of someone. Um, her throw is cost three and her transform is three. And you know, she's usually just like one power off at any given time, sometimes from doing everything she needs to do in a round, which is a lot of things if she has a lot of power. 
So there's always like three threats out there that are like, to me, that can dump stuff. Um, magic comes to mind too, because magic can just do so much with her, her limbo step, you know? Yeah. So similar to miles in that way, you know, where it's like the web swings and stuff. Is there any sort of, you think, do you think, and this might be more of a crisis section question later that we come back to, but do you think there's any sort of viability or discussion around a dedicated three threat support, like a Heimdall, a Lockjaw, a Zola, et cetera? I think Lockjaw generates enough power in himself that I'm not sure he would be right for it. Heimdall's always hurting for power. Um, we didn't mention Shuri, but I right? think that could absolutely be a consideration, right? Where you, like, of course. you know, she can always hand out more rerolls to the team um, and does not you know, mind being topped off. Um, she obviously can get one shot, but she's usually at a bit of a distance. Heimdall's interesting. He was a character that I thought about in my initial list of threes, like does essentially getting kind of three power do enough to like give him enough rerolls. And mm-hmm. I left him off my list just to not have the list be too extensive. But I mean, I don't, I don't hate it if, if the way that things kind of unravel, we decide that we wanted Heimdall, but yeah, I like, I like it. Um, the Bifrost costs three. Forfin costs two, you know, of course his re-rolls like it costs two, right? Um so interesting. It's definitely interesting. He can always dump that power. Oh yeah, for sure. He is certainly certainly a character that can dump that power. Okay, well let's talk fours. So Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I wanna I have a I have a few that are not spicy and a couple that kinda are spicy, and so I'm kinda thinking that I throw the spicy at you first. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so a couple of the things that I was thinking about is obviously characters that want to get to three power, right? Because you're not turning course, anything on round one. So you're just thinking about what characters want to be at, you know, be at three power potentially round two and thinking about characters that like to get their health topped off that may not get one shot that, you know, can build health. Let's also not discredit though the Asgardians. They can get three power round one. Yes. Right? <laughs> and I'm sure that's going to come up in this discussion here in a minute. But uh, with the Asgardians, right, they still have to usually activate first. So right. it's not like they're doing their thing really round one in most cases. So what do you think about Black Dwarf? Ooh, okay. Talk me through this. Yeah, super tanky boy, right? He is a very right. unlikely character to get one shot. And if he does, he's probably taking hits from something significantly above his threat level. You know, he's six Definitely. eight with invul and solid defenses. And so he does seem like a, so the sort of character, right? Like, you know, you and I have both been playing X-Men. We probably want a character that can grab something in the middle and be like, what are you guys going to do? <laughs> Yeah, that's very true. Uh, I like Black Dwarf a lot for that reason. And of course, too, like just his his pseudo charge costs three, you know, or it costs two, excuse me, and his throw costs three. And then, of course, his his Luke Cage taunt costs two as well. So, I mean, he's never hurting for if he need if he occasionally just needs that one more power or something, you know, to turn things on. So uh, but I just like your idea of just building off of his health pool. That's very interesting. Right, and so that's kind of where I was going. Like, either he goes into the middle and grabs an objective, right? And then still potentially have, you know, his taunt online round two because of the, because of the leadership. Of course. But he could also, round one, just move up to be taking attacks from someone and you Mm -hmm. just like, you know, you, you, you know, the timing could work out where like at the end of his activation, he moves up and then you're like, boom, leadership. Now he's at two power (laughs) and can taunt. Love it. Yeah, I think it's very cool. 
And then if they don't do it, then he's going to have throw online starting starting round two. And so there's uh, he's just a character that I think is slightly unloved, but I think there there could be something there. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, people have had success with him in the past outside of Black Order, and he that just kind of fell off, you know. So yeah, I'd love to see him come back in a, in a cool way. Okay, so that's your first spicy pick. What, yeah. What's another one of these spicy picks? Another spicy one is this is probably like the least thematic. <laughs> Um, okay. is, uh, is sinister. Yeah. Right. Sure. Cause you don't get a lot of healing off on your characters round one, but we're already playing healing factor. Um, I think there would be something interesting. Cause like, I do like his tactics card there where he just like deals one damage to like three characters yep. and then gets those tokens that make suddenly makes him like super tanky. Yep. And being able to top him off and heal him. Like there's, there's some interesting synergy there as well. Um, and so, uh, I just thought he was, he was interesting. He could use his card, right, which costs one, and then still with the leadership end up being at a point where he would have two power starting round two for uh, his bow effect. Yep. His so. bow is real good. Yeah. No, he's he was on my short list as well. So, yeah. Uh, do you have any spicy picks you want to throw out before we get to probably just like solid force? <laughs> I don't know if this character fits in spicy or solid in this team, but I you already you already hinted at it already, so I guess we're on the same page there, but Ronan. So Ronan, the accuser, I think Ronan's a good pick. Um, Kind of falling through these things that you and I are talking about, the health pool and that just needing one more power to do one more thing. You and I love Ronan, so it's almost like we're returning to our Guardians episode. (laughs) I'm not trying to do that necessarily, but I mean... I think it's a pretty cool pick. I don't know. You mentioned you were thinking about maybe Ronan earlier. What What's coming up with you with Ronan? Ronan was not on my short list. Obviously, I like him, but the, the fours have gotten so competitive in the last few I months. I know. Um, I know. Even though I've been so pro Ronan for so long, and I still think he's he's valuable, but there's just so many fours that I want to play right now. And, you know, yeah. part of it is just like wanting to test all of these super interesting fours in more situations. He's fallen to the wayside for me a little bit. He's kind of a meta pick, too. And he also would just be, I don't think we could play Sinister and Ronin, for instance, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So it'd be like an either or. But yeah. I think it's cool for this could be a potential team for him. Do you think any of the like unloved fours like make this team like the ones that are just truly very unloved and unplayed like Carnage comes to mind for me because I'm a big Carnage fan or like someone like Scott Summers Cyclops. Do you think any of these like lesser played characters does this leadership help them at all? Carnage has a massive health pool. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I was just rereading Carnage. I think it was actually while I was going through this list and I just. He's one of the characters that, like, every time I look at his card, I feel like he got worse since the last time I looked at it. Like, the last yeah, time I looked... The game has changed. I yeah. just looked at... Realized that his adding dice to an attack action is once per round. Or, like, once right. per turn. And, like, he's the only one that has that restriction. And it's just, like... And it can deal him damage. And it's, like... Ugh. I mean, if you want to be in, like, the spicy camp... Right. Yeah. I think no. you could make the argument uh, that either Electra or Cyclops could have a home here. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Obviously, Electra is kind of a solid kit, but lacks in the power generation camp and being able to more reliably get off her, um, you know, get off her teleport is sweet. Scott being able to, you know, get up to that key number for um, for field leadership. Right. Yep. Like. You know, and obviously there's a little bit of a theme going on with uh, a cool theme. Yeah. Cyclops and Emma, right? Like, that's not a, 
Um, I mean, you could even make the argument that, like, uh, new cap is kind of interesting. I'm glad you're about to say that. Yeah, I almost said it. Yeah. Just his on your left being online when you're ready, right? Yeah. Like, it's really nice. Helps him, helps him hit some, hit some key numbers, but honestly past. So I, I mean, I think my top, my other top fours are all pretty classic. Um, okay. The, the one that I think is probably the best, I will say for the last of the four, but like of the new characters, right? I think like Rhino, Bill and Spider Woman are all interesting, yep. right? Yep. They're all on my, they're all on my list here. Um, I think we should definitely talk about them. Why they're interesting. I think it's, I mean, Rhino's pretty simple, right? He has the massive health pool, and he's already doing his job pretty well by himself. I really don't think you're too upset with what either way the leadership goes for Rhino, um, especially the healing side. If he's kind of dive bombing the enemy team like he likes to do, um, creating pressure. I think Bill and Spider Woman are a little bit more interesting because I bet there's there's a little bit more nuance to. They definitely need a lot of power to do the stuff they want to do. Um, yeah, and I think with Bill, there is a lot of times where. One health on Bill is a big deal. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I find I've been playing him almost every game. I think like okay. of my last six or seven games, I think he's been in every single one of them. You've not been playing Asgard or have you been playing Asgard with that? <laughs> Asgard and Guardians. Perfect. Yeah. And I think he's been in, yeah, uh, you yeah, know, at least like at least, um, six, seven, maybe even eight games in a row. And there's a lot of time where one more power does some magical shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, he has Hulk's throw, right? Uh, well, he has She-Hulk's throw. He has She-Hulk, She-Hulk and throw. Thor's throw. Um, yeah. Hulk's is discounted for some stupid reason. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the same throw, just Hulk's costs yeah. less than both of theirs. But yeah, size four throw, medium. I mean, we're kind of falling to that same path as Apex. I, I think Bill maybe even be- is better than apex i mean i know apex can probably dump power like just nobody else in the game but bill just seems more synergistic overall to both sides of leadership to me yeah i mean he's he's solid i mean i would not be opposed to writing both of them the the four so well, I, I mean let's let's mention rhino real quick like there's some interesting synergy yeah. where when you take a power away from him and damage him he still gets yep. a power yep. so there's not awesome. really a power loss also, he's a character that really likes the healing to keep him topped off is great. Um, yep. And just being able to get him to the three power that he needs for his slide so that he can... Because the worst part of Rhino is when you go up, do the five dice, and then whiff, and then you're sitting on two, and then they like run away from you, and you're just like, yep. all I'm doing is walking and making another five dice attack. And like at that That's point, right. it starts feeling like you're just sluggish. Yep. But being able to like force him to that third power is really sweet. Now, preach of the choir here. I, th- I think he's a very high contender. Um, but we got to talk Spider Woman, right? We got to talk the, the possibility of her. I've been playing her a lot, and I know the community okay. hasn't liked her a ton. I actually got off my first interrogate yesterday. Nice. <laughs> but uh, I was playing her in Guardians, which I think like the Guardians reroll does a lot for her. You know, when it's a very f- cool because you can usually set up where she can walk, and like I noticed, you can set her up like between two C's. And she could walk long and range three attack either C. That's pretty awesome. Right. Yeah. And, um, and so like, I just found it pretty, like when you walk up and you do one attack, right? It's obviously you just like softening up a character and you potentially set them up for big responses. Right. Right. But if you roll five, like plus like any kind of rerolls, you start getting into like pretty reliably getting a wild. And then you're like, I will stun you, get a few damage through. And then you're only getting one power. And now you're like, your next action is kind of blunted. 
Yep. Or, you know, sometimes I've had situations where they block everything, but I got two wilds and I'm like, okay, have a stun and shock. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. And she's just, she's just her speed, her overall, like above average durability. I, I've just liked her in general. And I like that this leadership could just like turn on and interrogate or like set her yeah. up to be able to like strip objectives or something and just like help her out with power economy a little. Yeah, similar to Miles, where it's just like you're you're missing that one power to either do, you know, Miles Venom Blast or yeah. her intoxicating blast, and then also have the power to pick up the objective. Like there's little nuances like that for sure that are a big deal. And once again, I love characters that have things where they can dump power that don't require actions. You know, she has her her glide, Miles has his web swing, yeah. um, the slide on Rhino, absolutely. So the the fourth threat that jumped out me potentially the most after Apex was Crimson Dynamo. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the guy's insane right now in the game. Right, yeah, he's, <laughs> so. he's a tanky boy, right? And so every time he heals back a health, it's frustrating. But yeah. he's a character that you could potentially be getting benefit from round one. When you activate the leadership, you might be turning on his rerolls, like the – like disrupt your opponent's attacks rerolls and so he's one that could have that effect on right away and like be benefiting from that leadership very very quickly and you're saying the example you're giving is he like gets to a middle secure or something and then you of course activate the leadership and then his rerolls are online or or well like say like i think a normal activation for him right would be like walk forward beam someone, maybe shock them, get one power, and then thruster himself onto the point. Yep, that's, right? and then that's he, his ideal turn one, yeah, you know? for sure. But like, even if you hit two characters, right, which is not out of the realm of possibility, then you've got like one power, but you're not enough to like hand out re-rolls, and then, you know, the leadership would turn on the, uh, oh, oh, you're attacking him now? Okay, well, I'm going to re-roll two of your dice, you know? Yep. And I think that could help protect, that could protect Emma, and since he has very similar ranges as Emma, I feel like there's a lot of situations where they could easily like buddy up on a side. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, the, the only downside to him in particular is I just feel like he really wants central fights and we'll see which way the crises go with this yeah. list and you know how much he would even come up with the crisis we pick. Um, but yeah, I think I, I completely agree. I mean, he's <laughs> we just listed all these all star fours, right? <laughs> like and. Like and they're, they're great in so any all team. All star fours and black dwarf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're all they're all great in any team. But then it's like there there's higher like places you can go in this team with them if you get the power at the right times or the damage at the right times stuff. So yeah, I'm completely for it. Um, I think the highest on my list is Bill, but I think all these characters are just right behind him for me personally. It's not hard to sell me on Bill. Okay. Okay. So you didn't have any other fours you wanted to mention? I thought about Ancient One, the potential of that, because she's also yeah. someone who can dump a lot of power, and clearly you and I both really enjoy her. And she I seems like a good fit. Yeah, I think she's a good fit for this team as well. I also think Enchantress is not bad for this team either, um, for all the same reasons we've kind of talked about before. But once again, I would rather maybe Spider Woman than Enchantress, you know, um, these type of things where it's like, you, we got to choose directions. Um, you hit on Sinister. He was on my short list and I, I still think he's very interesting. And we talked about all these malign ones, which I think would be really fun. I just don't think we have maybe the space, you know, like Steve Rogers, Captain America. So, yeah. um, I think you hit all the main points of the ones outside of ancient one. And, um, I just don't think we have room for her. I mean, I, I do think <laughs> she could work really well in this team, honestly. And, you know, Voodoo could be fine in this team too, for the same reason. And yeah. once again, that forward thinking of my dual affiliated with convocation, but 
I think Voodoo's never hurting for one more power to do something that could just absolutely flip a game, you know, if he just had one or two more powers. So I think those are the main ones for me. Okay. Well, uh, do you want to, you, why don't you lead us in the fives and like the, the five plus category, like which characters jump out at you? Maybe we can go spicy and then go standard again after that. So I don't even know if this is necessarily a spicy pick. This might be either or, and, um, maybe this is just because I've played against this character lately and I've played with him a little bit, but Ulick seems pretty awesome in this team for a lot of reasons. One of the primary reasons is kind of this thing we've been preaching this whole episode where it's like these characters that can do crazy things with just one more power um, that's typically missing. And the crushing leap is a good example of that. He gets two power during the power phase and then the crushing leap, you know, to get the crushing leap dominoes rolling for the rest of the game. It's not difficult if he were to get one more power, you know, and also he has a massive health pool. He's got damage reduction and stuff. So it's, it's a similar kind of concept to black dwarf. We talked about earlier, but I just think Ulick is, is very scary right now and very powerful. Um, I've seen him do a lot of really cool things against certain matchups. Um, in particular, him fighting other high threat characters and, you know, fighting them well. So Ulick is my first interesting pick. Once again, it's a space thing. So we'll have to see how much space we have for five threats. But do you have any spicy picks for five threats, Charles? We can go back and forth here. I only have one five threat on my list at the moment. Let's talk about that. <laughs> is it an obvious one or is it a spicy I, one? I, you tell me, I guess. Okay. I put Red Skull Master of Hydra. I mean... Preaching the choir, you know I like this guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was thinking the synergy, like, he's a character who really stands out to me as both wanting healing and yeah. wanting extra power. Both of Correct. these things are magical for him, right? Like, <laughs> he's always going to probably deal himself one damage. Sure. Right? Like, he's going to walk, make an attack, deal himself a damage, you know, and then put pain on somebody. Though the weirdness is, is like, is he going to end up being on a point? Yeah. Right? And that's... His short move helps him do that a lot, but you're yeah. right. Sometimes you keep him out of harm's way intentionally, yeah. so you don't put him on points. Well, and sometimes he's just, he doesn't hit the trigger, so he like yep. walked and attacked, but then doesn't get on the point, and then like, then he's not, then he's not healing. And so maybe if like you play him, like maybe this is a situation where you, you want some sort of reroll, like maybe you're playing Shuri or Zemo or something to kind of help lock that in a little bit. Um, and then I also think it's interesting that, uh, the grunts could be healing for, uh, Emma. Yeah. That, that's where it gets really fun, right? Yeah. So there's just a lot of synergy there. I don't know if he would fit whatever like concept we end up doing, but there was some, some, some synergy there that I, that I liked. And so he stood out to me. No, he's absolutely on my list. Some other pieces I think worth talking about. And once again, probably it's a, we don't have room sort of thing, but if we did, I think both Doctor Stranges are actually pretty interesting on this team for a lot of different reasons. Um, obviously, Supreme, just having his scalpel online more consistently is is just massive for that character. Um, and he's already pretty good at his scalpel going. But then, of course, classic Doctor Strange that I know you love so much, Charles. Um, he also can just do so many things, especially if the crisis favors him and his play style. He's providing that support to your team. He's providing control to the enemy, enemy characters. And there's cool things you can do with his heals in conjunction with the leadership as well. As much as I've been a fan of OG Strange, that's really kind of dwindled in this new world where we are free of climbing gear. <laughs> right, right. Fair. And so I think this would be a situation that if we were going to work in a Strange, I think it would be super strange. Yep. 
just because I, I, he's, he's, he's a character who kind of like would like to top himself off with heels, right? Um, yeah. the, the power generation could matter. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on there that I think is, is certainly worth considering. It's very similar to Red Skull. You know what I mean? Where it's like, he's either one power or one heel away from doing big things, you know, at given times. So I, I think he's a really good fit. But I think if you went a more control type central build, I think Classic Strange could be really good. But I don't know if we're going to go that route. We're going to have to see the route we go. Yeah. Is there any other five threats that just like we haven't talked about? that you think would be worthwhile or ones that just are worth mentioning that the listeners could try. I mean, there's a lot of interesting five threats in this game. It's a very interesting threat spot. So, I mean, I could see a leadership like this opening up with different five threats. I mean, there's juggernaut, right? Of course, you know, it's not, it doesn't feel like it's that worth mentioning, but he fits all of the, you know, he fits the whole category, right. Of can probably always spend power. Anytime he gets healing, it's kind of gross. Yeah. Letting him do things where you're like, oh, well, he, you know, he grabbed an objective and now like we're, you know, but he like he negated damage to zero and now he's at zero power. Let's okay, let's, you know, let's heal him and, you know, you know, all that, all that kind of stuff. I think I think jugs would certainly be fine, but I'm also not super high on jugs in this very Hulk heavy meta. Um, mm-hmm. And I played just a lot of jugs in 2022. So he just didn't he didn't make my list. But okay. if we needed a five, I could see it being him. Is there any sort of value in bringing like a faster objective running type five threat like an Angelo or Amazing Spider-Man? I think the answer is no. That's where, where I would lean. Um, I mean, they're both fine. I, I just I think I would rather bring a three and a two in most of these cases. Okay. Yeah. Because of the leadership, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Um, yeah. I think Uluk is just the cooler, more interesting path than the juggernaut if you're going that route you know a higher health pool character that can do stuff with a little bit more power um but yeah i'm definitely reading red skull and and supreme strange the main thing with ulik is i feel like if i'm gonna play ulik i feel like a lot of the coolness of him is turning on him getting the three power round one yeah and that's not really what this list does i mean we could make it do that right wong or advanced r&d like there's certainly room to make that happen and i think ulik has a lot of has a lot of interesting game, but uh, that's just, that wasn't, I was not building this in a way like I want to give someone a power round one that turns on something before their activation. Cause I just don't think that's really going to happen unless someone like dossiers you and you're like, all right, let's <laughs> dossier and like turn on Ulick, Right. You know? Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> that'd be pretty terrifying. Yeah. I just think it's like characters like Ulick that like they have such a powerful ability, like this crushing leap. It's like just, because once again, crushing leap. I don't know why AMG did this, but they did do it. You could you could do it twice in a turn if you just have that one more power from a, some sort of leadership like this. It really might be able to help you consistently just get those off over and over again, and just be where you need to be with characters like this. But uh, it's very similar to Juggernaut and his slide, you know, where it's like just getting more slides. So this just occurred to me right now. Okay, I mentioned that Electra is kind of interesting. Definitely, right? it did not occur to me until just this moment that you could have the grunt pick up an extract and give it to Ulik or give it to another character. And oh, wow. then they're holding an objective. So you could give them the three power before they activate. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> Especially for someone like Ulik who, who can now charge the midline. Right. And there's a lot, there's a lot of object objectives that it would not be that hard to pull that off. Right. Like you could right. do it on spiders, cubes, Montessi, 
I think you could hammers. I mean, a lot of yeah, you could do it on hammers. I think you could probably do it on scrolls. Okay, because okay. the the grunts move medium. If they even if they got pulled, yeah, I think you could still back up far enough that you could potentially um, that you could potentially hand them off. I mean, I would be all for having Electra in this list. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I am I crazy? Is this like too far out there? Of uh, no, because I I've seen local players have genuine success with Electra and Dormammu for the similar type of thing, you know, because her whole thing is just if she had power, she could do more stuff. So you're adding you're adding a whole nother layer of if she had power, she's better. But the grunts actually help turn zero in a very interesting way in this team. Yeah, and I mean if we were to build that direction, like mm-hmm. my instinct is Electra Ulic. Yeah. Right. Definitely. I'm not sure definitely. there's there's a few characters that are kind of interesting if you do that too right away. But oh man, Electra could also remake the grunts so fast. <laughs> yeah, she could. Yeah, That's right. Because cool. like we could we could play triple extracts that are good for the Electra trick, right? Like there's nothing that stops us cool. from doing that. So we could be having the ability to do this like more than fifty percent of the time. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good odds. <laughs> so. Okay, like, I, all right. I don't know if that's the way that we're gonna build this, but <laughs> I mean, l- let's also mention. I mean, I gotta shout out my boy. We just talked about him, but Supreme Strange, my favorite, one of my favorite models playing the game. I mean, the scalpel would be online then, right? And you'd just be ready with him as well. So, I mean, it'd be a similar situation to Ulick, where it's like because Strange gets two additional power in the power phase, so he has three at the start of you know, round one, and then you give him a hammer or something. But I like this so much more for Ulick. So. Okay. I was doing some math the other day, and I was looking at things like, you can position Ulick mm-hmm. where he could crushing leap to the central meteor from yes. one, from the starting position, right? You already know For you sure. can do that. Yeah. But he can also rock and troll to the enemy meteor position from that <laughs> same spot. That's pretty awesome. Right? And there's there's some really interesting things about where you put him and, like, where he could potentially be making two attacks round one and be on a point. Two which, attacks that could potentially displace size four characters, yeah. Yeah, like, he could not only, like, daze someone, but he could displace <laughs> two ca- like, yeah. like, and so, if we were gonna build the electric plan, I don't, I can't think of anyone that would be better for that than Ulick. Okay, I agree. I mean, yeah. <laughs> We've gotten to a cool point with this. I brought up Ulick. Okay. And then we got back to Electra, and then you thought of the Grunts. Yeah, that's a that's a great catch, Charles. I, yeah, so both instances of Grunts are just interesting in this team, for sure. Because you were mentioning just the power of the Hydra Grunts, like giving Emma good stuff, you know, and taking damage, which you're happy to do on them with their three health. So, yeah, I like the directions this is going. Uh, just Grunts involved in general. Yeah, you could also Electra, like, a hammer to, like, the Commandos. Or yeah. something, right? And then yeah. the commandos could walk, like, could walk, teleport someone, like, siblings, someone forward. Oh, God. Okay. That, I gotta put Medusa on the list now that I'm thinking about this. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think not Medusa bad. now has to be in consideration. If we wanted to go with this sort of build where you hand off something to someone right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That gets real gross. You're just like, all right, like, the grunt is going to give a hammer to Medusa, and then Medusa will like walk forward, hop off of Electra, or hop yep. off of the grunt. <laughs> no, the grunt's yeah, gone, yeah. but um, hop off of <laughs> Electra, and then just be like six dice. You know, hmm. 
Okay. I mean, I don't know if that's the direction we build, but that is interesting. That intrigues me. And that was not something that I was expecting. Yeah. And I think it's just cool because the leadership's already just very helpful to Electra. So the fact that we can do cool stuff around one with the grunts on top of a leadership helping Electra, a model that's not played in this game at all. I mean, I'm for all this, Charles. <laughs> get, let's get more Electra content out in the world yeah. if we can. Yeah. And I just think enabling Ulick on that round one. And then I, once again, I, I, I mentioned it, but I'll mention it again. That engine has now started for Ulick with his strikes and just consistently crushing, doing crushing lead the rest of the game, you know? Right. And then we're, we're also looking at like the whole rest of the game. He's like getting healed and yeah, just 14 like health, always damage reduction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just like his thing is just always going to be online and scary and it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. I'm all right. Shit's getting scary <laughs> here. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So let's talk cool. six plus for a minute. Do you have anything else that you want to get in there? I mean, off the top of my head, and I looked at the six before we had our discussion, there is interesting discussion potentially around one of the Hulks in my mind, but I just don't, I, I outside of that, I'm not really sure if there's anything else in this threat range um, that would come to me. And I say Hulks, I mean, Hulkbuster, Hulk, and new immortal hulk which is obviously seven threat but just keeping the hulk discussion going those are the ones yeah. that stick out to me i kind of like the idea of hulkbuster i mean you know yeah. i'm a yeah, of course hulkbuster fan i think i think he's certainly a character that likes having a way to get topped off get yep. extra power because he can't always be as optimal with his mm -hmm. his his spending habits <laughs> yeah, yeah um and so <laughs> it was just if i was going for a six like maybe just hulk is better yeah but probably just easier to play with this leadership, right? Like you're you're fine to go. You're you're just less worried about him. I feel like, yeah, for sure. I am realizing, like this is a like maybe we do end up including a six mm -hmm. if we want to build the Ulic Electra Emma plan. Okay, right. That's that's thirteen. Right. Maybe we do actually play other big boys so that we can keep that we have the option of playing four 19 or something yeah yeah you know we, we maybe in that case we include a hulk or a hulkbuster or a malekith or um immortal hulk in the roster so that you could always play four wide if you want i mean it seems like we're we're playing a lot of new amg models <laughs> but i'm fine with that because they're just in i want to see these sculpts on the table more but i do think there's probably interesting stuff to talk about and pursue with Immortal Hulk and this leadership and his immortality. And there's a lot going on there that's probably worth thinking about in the least. Um, I think regular Hulk is a little bit easier plug and play. So would you want, I mean, if we had a six threat, that put us at 19. If we had a seven threat, that would put us at 20, right? So yeah. there's questions. Do we need both? Do we need one or the other? Yeah. All right. It just could be something that maybe, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, to a certain extent, that's only half the roster, right? If we went Emma, Electra, Ulick, Hulk, Malekith. Sure. Right? Like, because Immortal Hulk's not out yet, but I think you could easily put him in that slot because you're not playing those two really together. No. That's an interesting option that other people really can't do. Yeah. And they also, other people playing against you might not know what to do <laughs> when they see that on the table. I mean, as in like, that turns zero, like you're saying, where it's like the things that we can do with our big characters, 
Yeah, I think it's very cool. And we, that's a route we could go. If, if this is the route we're going, Charles, we can start building this way. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I think, I think we have to figure out the exact route, but like, I think those are, you know, those were not on my list initially, okay. but I think there's potential that you build out the roster that way. And then you could still round out the other five slots. Um, I mean, you don't have to play a seven. Like, if you wanted to be able to play five wide at, or like, instead of Malekith, would we do like Mind Thanos or something? Could yeah for sure trying to bring mine Thanos back I'm all about it <laughs> yeah he's been on my radar too like oh we're just gonna play a play a seven right and then be like oh well we can like pull people in for some of these shenanigans like pull people in to like set up the first Electra swing and like he always wants power and always loves being topped off that might be a little bit more interesting than just playing Malekith yeah but yeah definitely more interesting but also the Malekith fits right into our. Electra grunt plan as well, potentially, mm-hmm. you know, or it's just like For throw sure. him a hammer and it's like, okay, we're playing a different game, you know? Um, so it's, it's tough. Um, there is going to be a certain point with this roster where I think the leadership is so complex. And then if we start adding a bunch of complex characters on top of that, it might, there might be a low, a heavy load to get through, you know? So something like Malekith might help with that or he's a little bit more straightforward. Um, yeah. Cause I'm thinking, Oh, immortal Hulk Thanos, like we're, we're up in the difficulty, <laughs> you know, we're up in the difficulty. Yeah. Of this. So, uh, it wouldn't not Malekith might make it a little more forgiving. Cause he's certainly at the end of the day, if anything, a massive health pool that can kill enemy models. And that's pretty simple to play. So you might not be as worried about him. You can focus on the rest of your team. So maybe that's a point in Malekith's camp, but yeah, I think certainly mind Thanos could be really cool. And um, obviously death decrees seem like they're fitting with some of the characters we've been talking about too. Yeah. It's all, it's all a little scary. (laughs) It's a little scary. Now I'm like, man, I don't know. Like, we're, we're putting this out in the world yeah, here. Yeah, do we want to create this? <laughs> Maybe just we just delete this, this episode. episode. Yeah. Like, we, we, did we did we just accidentally create an Electro Ulic meta that we were not ready for? <laughs> man, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Oh, man. Okay, so let's work backwards. So I, th- I do think we should have a six and a seven for now. We can maybe trim one of those back. So I let's just say, let's just say Hulk, and then the seven threat spot can be... One of the three, you know, pick your flavor, mind yeah. Thanos, Malekith or Immortal Hulk very shortly when he's out, you know, and I think Immortal Hulk after we figure out this team, which it's, I'm making this a high priority for me to figure out this team and really dig into it. I think Immortal Hulk is going to be a, a, another interesting puzzle for this team in the future. That's going to be probably really, really interesting and uh, good. So um, one thing that we could do in the seven threat slot. Okay. This might be, this might be crazy. But bear with me for a second. <laughs> okay. Gemless Corvus and Proxima. Okay. 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 I see what you're saying. Yeah. Right? Because you could still get the lower activation count, but you could have two fairly durable characters that could be grabbing extracts and stuff for you, but still could turn on the murder, right? And <laughs> oh are pretty good with the healing. And so you like you kind of get the best of both worlds. You get like super murder, but mm-hmm. also and then we still fall in, like, Corvus No Gem kind of falls into the camp of, like, wants to hit that three power turn two. Mm, that's right? a good point. So you could have a non-gem Corvus still hit Glaive's <laughs> Edge starting round two. And there's cool synergy with the leadership where the leadership triggers at the same time as husband and wife. So if he's at zero power, you could still use the leadership at that moment, give him a power... And then use husband and wife. 
The timing works there still? That's yes. Okay. I, okay. I checked on that. It, it's both cool. end of the activation. You actually have to do it in that order. You actually could not do it in the opposite order because okay. if you husband and wife first, that ends the character's activation gotcha. and then starts a new character's activation. Gotcha. And okay. so you actually have to do it in the order of leadership, <laughs> then husband and wife. Um, but yeah, I, I checked on that earlier this okay. week when I was looking through possible characters. Very good. Very smart. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly a route you can go. I don't know that's the route I want to go because we already have so many amazing fours that we're already thinking about that we're having issues slimming down. But I, I know this would this would be taking the slot, two slots of, of one of these seven threats. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to run a seven, right? Like, yeah, and so enough. if someone was listening to this and they like this idea, but yeah. they're like, ugh, Malekith, and then like yeah, Immortal yeah. Hulk's not out, and I don't want to yeah. play. Like, what? I think this would be a really interesting option for that slot. Definitely. And you don't have to play them together. I think they would be valid fours and threes. Oh, yeah, approximately. For this, for this team. Yeah. And it's kind of funny, like we're 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 getting to the point if like you're building that list and you're playing like Proxima and Electra and Emma, you could call the list like Ulix Angels. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> oh man, this is getting real weird real quick. I love it. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, I might already be a little bit more biased this direction, Charles, because I'm currently doing my Ulix as as a white yeti. So it's you know, we're already kind of on this mm. white queen path inadvertently. Oh man. Inadvertently. Um, that did not influence my decision to bring up Ulick in this conversation. I just think he's really good with the team. But so, are you doing white skin, and then like what color are you doing? Like the hair? No, white fur and like ice blue skin, kind of like oh, okay. if you ever played Primal Rage back in the day, like Blizzard. This is a deep cut, but as a dinosaur ape fighting game back in the day in the early nineties. But dude, I play. I came from War Machine. My main affiliation was exactly. blue skin, white hair. So. That's right. That's exactly. Yeah. I, I think uh, it's a classic, like fantasy ape looking color, you know, where it's like the light yeah. blue skin and the, and the white fur. But yeah, I think, um, I think Malekit does kind of fit the, the potential with those higher threats. Yeah. And it sounds like we're wanting to play meteors, which we'll get to in a bit, but we'll, we'll see. You know, so I think Malekith falls in that camp too, which is not bad. But well, and my Malekith is done in white because my Malekith is gore. Mm, I uh, I did a mod, and so like I replaced the head with a Hood's demon head, okay, and the, the cloak and stuff. And so I, my Malekith looks like looks like gore, looks more like gore. Is kind of what I was going. For. Wow, I mean, love that, love that. Yeah. Okay, so it seems like we've landed on our high threat models discussion and we'll see if we need the seventh thread or not right now i'm leaning slightly towards it but i'm also like there's so many cool threes and fours that we could easily drop that you know and just and add more flexibility there yeah i mean this is certainly a really like this is like i feel like we could build something kind of generic okay or we could just kind of like launch into this weird idea that's like kind of kind of off meta but kind of like because i think ulix meta right like yeah. Ulick feels yeah. very like just like top tier solid five threat. Absolutely, yeah. And, but then like Electra is really off meta. <laughs> That's true. One well, you could safely put Daredevil in that same spot if you want to go a safer route potentially, just a, a tanky four threat. And maybe I mean, and maybe Daredevil's just as good, if not better, than Electra in that spot. You know, Shadow and Daredevil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could build this criminals as yeah. a, like a uh, now we've already got Ulick. Yeah, right. You yeah. know, Ulix. Yeah, I forgot Ulick's a criminal, but yeah, like. Yeah. You know, you, we've already talked about Rhino, right? Yep. Like he's yep. a criminal. I, we didn't mention Hood, but I think Hood would be Definitely. a perfectly viable. Um, I don't even hate Craven in this. 
No, right? No, like certainly, um, he can dump power and too. You, and you can do bullseye as your two. Like I think that's perfectly fine. Like he's sometimes parting shots away, and so you could like heal him and top him off. Like you know, mm-hmm. it's. So I think if someone wanted to dual affiliate this and be like, this is my other criminals plan that you have to like be ready for if I pivot that direction is kind of scary. It is very scary. Yeah, <laughs> it's very scary. Okay. All right, Jesse. So here's what I think. Okay. I think this is a good spot to pause the primary episode. This okay. and we'll like, yep. we'll like, this is our pre roster building. So we've talked through a lot of the ideas and then we can settle into building this in part two. And this is like the dojo and yep. then we'll refine and we'll like build in an hour time frame for the, uh, you know, for the, for the actual episode. And I actually kind of think it'd be fun because I kind of just want to like bullshit with you for a minute before okay. we build this. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we do the bonus episode right after this for the listeners that would drop right away with this one. Like if yeah, you're definitely. after dark and my, you know, pa- Patreon and stuff. And we can just kind of like shoot the shit a little bit before we have to like refine these ideas. So we can kind of, kind of try to keep the second episode in the, that hour range. What do you think? I'm all about it. Yeah. Especially because. I we've talked about it at the top of this episode, and I'll say it again. It's like it's going to be very hard to refine the crisis. Maybe not the tax card part as much, but the crisis part in particular is going to be kind of hard to nail down. It's not going to be as straightforward as like Dormammu's um, crises. At least that's what it seems like to me. So definitely down with that, and we can definitely refine and uh, just throw these ideas out in the world now and return to it very shortly. Right? Okay. So then, listeners, what that means is. This is the first episode. We will drop the other one later this week. That will be like the refined roster. Right. Um, and then if you want our kind of like behind the scenes talk on this idea and like our, our building and stuff. And there might be a few like little bits that sneak in. Like we're going to try to keep the full roster building in the public episode, but there might still be a little bit in the behind the scenes of us talking about it. And it just like, that's just probably going to be the reality of Jesse and I love talking with each other. (laughs) So you'll, you'll get this bonus episode either in the Omnis protocol, Patreon, or in a theory's finest after dark. Correct. That's the the plan. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Cool. All right, man, Jesse, <laughs> I wow, there's a lot to absorb right now. Uh, yeah, but yeah, let's. It's uh, took let's an interesting it. turn. Yeah, uh, we didn't discuss how do we want to close out the episodes for the for the collaboration. I don't remember how we closed it out last night. What do you want to do? I'll, I'll leave it up to you. We can close out the episode however you want. You have the better beard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Charles, where can everyone find you? Because if the, maybe they're new to our feed or or you know things like that, definitely want to get them plugged into your channel. So. Can you drop all your places here right now? Just mention where you're at and where everyone can find you. Yep. Um, so uh, Omnis Protocol on Patreon, Omnis Protocol on uh, Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff, O-M-N-U-S. You can also find me now in the Theory's Finest Discord if you need to shoot me a message and you're part of the, the part of the Jesse fanboy squad like me. Um <laughs> But I, you know, I appreciate everyone who supports me as well. And I also, uh, I will talk MCP stuff on Twitter and stuff as well. And that's just at the Omnis. Perfect. How can people find you, Lord Jesse of the Fury's Finest Empire? Thanks, Charles. Yeah, of course, you guys can always find me everywhere online at Jesse Aiken. That's just J-S-S-E-E-A-K-I-N. That's just at and then my name after that. Of course, always, you can find us Fury's Finest everywhere online. You can find us on Twitter at Fury's Finest Cast. And everywhere else, it's just Fury's Finest, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitch. Yeah, we're always looking to talk, same as Charles. Of course, the Discord is very active. You know, of course, 
we can't do even episodes like this without our patrons. So of course we take this time to thank our patrons. And of course, Charles patrons as well. You guys keep us going, you know, when the, when we're tired and stuff like that, like Charles mentioned. And then of course, keep us excited to record what we're about to record is, uh, you know, some after dark and some bonus content for both feeds respectively. So I'm really excited about that. Hell yeah. All right. Well, apparently the most OP thing that you can do is put Electra in your roster. <laughs> this is getting weird. This is great. Later, nerds. Later. The world has gotten even stranger than you already know. At this point, I doubt anything would surprise me. Finbook says you're wrong. 